If you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. This is really great logic from my homie Al over here. How come we can point out when somebody else is stuck like that in that kind of a cycle, but we're totally blind when it's us? Well, this has been on my mind a lot lately, and I want to talk about it, and I'm going to talk about how it relates to our business, so stick around. Hey, welcome back. I'm Adam Claremont. This is the Adam Claremont Show, where we talk about how to build and grow your career in audio with actionable advice and tips from people like myself who have just been through it. And before we get too far, I do want to offer you a free gift right down here, adamclaremont.com slash client list. Go grab your free PDF guide. It's a short list of steps and how you can go and grab some of the clients you've been after. You're not really sure exactly what to do next, trying to build and grow the business. Well, here's an easy guide step-by-step on how to start building and attracting more clients. That's right. Now let's get into the meat and potatoes of the show. This episode was sparked by reading a book a while ago called What Got Me Here Won't Get Me There by Marshall Goldsmith. This book kept on popping up on my radar because other people had read it and it helped them. And the concept to me really makes a whole lot of sense. So I started off the show with the quote from Albert Einstein. If you always do what you always did, you'll always get what you always got. It's that, right, the definition of crazy. If you do the same thing and expect different results, you're crazy. Are you crazy? Right? It's easy logic. Everybody sees that. But what's fascinating, I'm going to raise my hand because I'm guilty. I'm guilty right now. There's been something I've had a huge block with recently, and that's why I'm doing this video for me. (laughs) But I also think that you can get some benefit too. It's the idea that we just keep doing the same damn thing again and again, expecting to grow. Right, this is not rocket surgery, and I'm not going to try and make a Captain Obvious spiel for the next 10 minutes, but I want to pose this point to you. Take a look at your business and think about this. Ask yourself, did you make more money this year than last year? If so, great. If not, did you at least work less hours to get the same money? If the answer to both of those is no, you're in a rut. And I'm not trying to be brutally honest here, but what else would you call it? If we're not going up, you're either here or you're going there. And the only place anybody ever really wants to be is up here, right? So that's the lens I'm using for myself. So that's what I want to talk about for the next five minutes or so. And I want you to leave here and then think about these things and say, what do I got to do? All right. Okay. So back to the title of the book, what got me here won't get me there. I highly recommend it, by the way, if you want to take a look at that book. It goes into a lot deeper territory than what I'll go into here, but I want to give you my takeaway from it. So what got me here won't get me there. From my personal story, I can look back and say, okay, there were certain milestones in my career. Some were little jumps, some were bigger, some were home runs. But when I look back at when those occurred, it's clear that there were certain events that took place that helped them to occur. All right. So let me actually get into more specifics. And this is probably pretty relatable for most of us. I started out, zero money, zero experience, didn't know what the hell I was doing, barely even knew half of the jobs out there even existed. Sound familiar? Probably. But you got to start somewhere. And I did. 
you know, I worked for free. I did a lot of things for free. I got a job, yes. It was very low on the totem pole. It was actually at a radio station. I was recording artists as they came into a venue. Sometimes I helped with actual radio broadcast. Sometimes that meant live sound. None of those things really were what I ultimately dreamed of doing when I decided that I wanted to pursue a career in audio. And that's fine because a career path is seldom linear. There's a lot of zigs and zags. Just got to keep your mind open. So I started, you know, live sound, radio, tracking bands, and I was just meeting people and meeting people and meeting people. I was working for free on the side. If I was continually doing front of house and working for free forever, what's the next step, right? I'm just going to be the person that people come to who knows that they can get free work from, right? Or I'm just going to get that call to do front of house all the time, right? That wasn't really what I wanted to do forever, though. So I started to branch out and I got into some television and that led into bigger television. But the first step was me saying, yeah, I'm going to get into TV. And that led to a bigger thing. It was the idea of doing something different. And a lot of times that doing something different is uncomfortable. Sometimes it seems crazy. And it doesn't always have to be some insane thing or some incredibly derivative thing of, of what your target is. But my point is, if you just stay in your lane for a period of time, your results might not get a whole lot better over time. They're probably going to plateau. And if you're doing the same thing over a period of five, 10 years, you're really going to plateau. And especially as markets change, you might even go down as far as the amount of return you get for your time. So again, it's that idea of what do you want to get in the next couple of years? Well, if it hasn't worked yet, change it a little bit. Don't give up, I'm saying, but change what you're up to. Try raising your rates. I know people freak out about the idea of raising your rates. I truly believe that most people could raise their rates, even if a little bit, and suffer very little setback, especially when it comes to new client acquisition. If you want a better client, charge more. They're not going to be scared because of the rate. Some companies, some clients expect to pay more. And when they see a low rate, they see a low value. Whether that's true or not, doesn't matter. You're just talking about the way that they think, your customer's psychology. Again, getting uncomfortable, doing something different. If you do the same thing, same results. Do something different, you're going to get different results. So you got to look for places that you can do something different at to get a, another result. Might not always be better. <laughs> It'll just be different. But that's the idea. You shake it up, and when we get uncomfortable, we oftentimes grow. And I know that can be a sort of cheesy slogan, but it's 100% true. You're either going to rise to the occasion, or you're just going to settle back and just go back to what you always did. And you're no worse off. Another thing that happened to me a while back when my first son was born, it's about nine years ago, I had a problem saying no. Everything was yes, 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 yes. I had a full calendar and I just didn't see my family much. And it became apparent very quickly that was not the way that I wanted to continue. So I put no at the top of my vocabulary. Talk about being uncomfortable. That was the hardest lesson I had to learn. And it was freaking me the hell out. You know, I was really worried I wasn't gonna make any more money, but it corresponded with me also raising my rate also freaked me right out. So at that time, one of the bigger paying jobs for me was working front of house or monitors at festivals. And that was like, you know, I would get those and that'd be the thing. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I got to say yes to that. But they kept on piling up and piling up. 
wasn't long before like almost all my weekends were taken up. But it was cool as getting those paychecks, but I was kind of getting tired of it. And honestly, the pay wasn't fantastic. It was just, you know, the higher end of what I was getting. But at the time, I was also getting into broadcast television for sports. And that paid much better. So I wasn't getting a lot of that, but I was making those connections and I was really trying to push it. So I basically decided, well, A, I need to free up time to do those TV things that pay double or more sometimes. And I like them better. And two, I need to be home. So I basically told the people from the festival circuit, well, if you want me, it's got to be this. And it was the same rate I'd make for TV. Some of them said yes. Most of them said no. The ones that said yes, I would still do because I'm getting more value for my time now than I used to. So that was cool. And the ones that said no, it's like, all right, cool. Well, I got family time. So it was kind of a win-win. It was scary at first. And at the very, very beginning, there was a little bit of a income loss. But it didn't take much time at all for the TV thing to kick up. Some of the people who were still willing to pay me, the rate were there. So I still had that. And I said no to some work that I was really kind of getting frustrated with anyway. All of a sudden, I was looked at as one of the more expensive guys in the area. But I was also looked at as kind of one of the better people in the area. And honestly, I think it was just because I raised my rate. I was the same person the day before as I was the day after everything changed. You know, nothing really changed there except that I decided I was more valuable instead of waiting for them to decide. Because guess what? Those people will never decide you're more valuable. So it was a major, major event for my career. You know, something I decided I really didn't want to do this stuff anymore. I wanted to get to the next level. And as soon as I did that, I was the next level because I was only getting the better paying jobs. And when people only see with those better paying jobs, you know, they don't see you picking up every single crumb along the way then you're just viewed differently. You're viewed on a higher platform. Scary as hell, let me tell you, it really is. But it worked. Again, I'll give you another example, sticking with the idea that I wanted to be home more. So at this point, I cleared up a lot of my weekends. Well, I was still working late nights and a lot of days during the week. It was just becoming something that was nagging me. It wasn't something that I wanted for my life. It wasn't something that my family wanted for their lives or for my life. So I kind of made the decision. Again, I could just wait for the time to come when a schedule presents itself to me that is just very convenient. Or I can say, you know what? I'm going to create my own schedule. And some people I'm going to start having to say no to. And some people I'm going to have to start saying yes to, to replace that work. And it happened. Again, I made the decision. I said, I can either do what I'm doing and get the same result, you know, or I can change it up. You know, what got me to this point is not going to get me to where I want to go. And where I wanted to go was a really cushy schedule. I wanted Monday through Friday. I wanted to be home by like five or six o'clock every day. You know, and the work I was doing at the time wasn't getting me there. So I had to do something else to get me there. And it was really my decision. And again, scary as hell, but uncomfortable as it was, I made it happen. And I'm not saying all this stuff because I did anything insane. It just worked out because I made it work out. I made the decision that I was going to work toward this thing. I had to find it. I made a plan and I set a boundary. And the thing is with the schedule thing, and I've mentioned this in other videos, when you create those boundaries, there's very little that you need to do at night that can't happen during the day. 
Most clients are happy to work with that as long as you're upfront about it. You don't want to spring it on them the last moment. And there are certainly emergencies that come up. And there are certainly projects that come up that I go, yeah, I want to do that. And it's at night. I'm, I'm there anyway. You know, I talk to my family about that. And that's fine. I can still do all that. And same thing with the weekends. It's not like I never work a weekend. I never work at night. But by and large, I decided this is what I want. And I'm going to have to change some things if I want to get it. You can do that too. But if you keep on doing the same thing, you're going to get the same thing. I know I keep on saying it. And I know we all know it. But I want to keep saying it because the more we keep saying it to ourselves and the more we beat it down, I think the more powerful it becomes, the more likely we are to act on that. I'm trying to make this video to make myself act on that right now. <laughs> okay, So to be continued, we'll see how well this works. In the meantime, I'm hoping that this is making some sense to you and you're feeling a little bit of excitement about doing some of these things for yourself. So as I wrap this up a little bit here, we'll see. <laughs> God, can this guy be long-winded or what? <laughs> yeah, as I'm trying to wrap this up, I think it's important to mention again that one of the important things to pinpoint for yourself is simply where you want to go. And what have you done so far to get there? Is it working? If it's not, have you really done enough with that idea to get you there? Or do you need to double down on what you're doing? It's not always just abandon it, right? You actually have to give it a solid, good amount of attention and really give it a push. Give it, a, you know, the old college try. <laughs> so identify that. Where do you want to go? What have you been doing? If it's not working, try something else. Don't give up on the thing. Never give up on the thing. Okay? Never, ever give up on the thing. Just be flexible on how you get there. And if you're looking back and you're saying, man, I've been doing this for three, four, five, ten, whatever years, and I haven't seen growth in whatever, a year, two years, five years, you're in a rut. You know, you've plateaued. I want you to think about this too, because this is relatable to just about everybody who's watching this video, probably, unless maybe you're in like front of house sound. And who knows, maybe in the future too. We are in the middle of a major technological advance and change in our landscape. And it's all about immersive sound, Atmos. And it's very similar to what happened, in my opinion, in the 90s when Pro Tools came in. What happened was we had tape machines and then we had DATS and that whole thing. But then there was digital audio workstations. It was a huge revolutionary thing. Freaked some people right out. Some people dug their toes in the sand, decided I'm going to do what I've always done because that's what's worked for me this far. And some people said, well, I need to go to the next place. If I do this, that's not going to get me there. So they decided to latch on to Pro Tools and they went ahead. Some people did what they've always did. They went by the wayside and some people adapted. Some people just waited too long and they still fell by the wayside. This is happening again right now with Atmos and immersive audio. There's companies like Netflix and Apple Music putting hundreds of millions of dollars into these platforms. They are demanding the content, and we are the conduit to get them that content. So what got me here won't get me there. Where do you see yourself in the next five years? Because for just about all of us, it's probably going to involve immersive audio. So I just wanted to leave you with that right now, because if you're looking at yourself and saying, I've plateaued, I'm stuck, but I don't even know where I want to go, that could be a place you look. Because if you haven't started already, now is really the time to start investing in the education 
and really the tools to start being able to offer that sort of thing and look to see who looks at you now for a service that they absolutely need for their content. And actually, I'm really very excited because I will have a video for you very soon speaking with someone about how to get going in immersive audio, the tools you need, where the tech is going, where the trends are going. So that's going to be available to you soon. Once it's available, I'll link it right up in one of these places, but not just yet for the people who are watching as this is released. But I would encourage you, think of what you have going on and think of it in those terms. What's coming up ahead? If I feel like I've plateaued, if I feel like I'm in a rut, how can I shake it up? You know, it might be Atmos. It might be, you know, if you're in TV, it might be looking for another service to add. It might be raising the rates, again, just to attract different clients and get rid of the stuff that's on the bottom that might be holding you back. You know, if you're putting in a lot of time and not getting a lot of money out of certain clients or certain projects or certain services, maybe it's time to say, you know what, today it's gone. I don't do that anymore. I do more of this and it costs X now. And X is 10, 15, 20% more than what it used to be. And maybe that'll make up for it. It's going to get uncomfortable. Like I mentioned, I've, I've been in that seat a lot of times. I'm trying to get the will to do it again right now. And I hope you are too. What got me here won't get me there. You know, it's a mindset. It's a confidence that you can get through whatever you got to get through to get to the next point. It's a business savvy to make sure that you're always on top of what you need to be on top of in your domain. And you're always cultivating new business and you're always taking care of your existing clients and you're always charging the best rate for your client and for your livelihood. All right, so I hope this was encouraging. I know I didn't give you a huge like roadmap ABCD like I usually try to do, but this is more of a mindset shift or just, you know, again, Captain Obvious. It's really easy to point to somebody else and say, man, they've been doing the same thing. Aren't they crazy? Well, I think we're all a little crazy. I know I am, <laughs> but I'm, I'm working on it. All right. So that's all I've got for you today. I really appreciate you sticking around with me for these 10-ish minutes. I don't know. I didn't count them, but I hope this was helpful and I can't wait to talk with you again real soon. So till then, see you later. Bye.